Howdy, y'all, and welcome to the Great State of Innovation, the podcast of Texas Innovators with me, your host, Cole Carpenter, and I will be joined by my co-host, Judge Gwynn, where we will cover innovation happening in the ninth largest economy in the world, the Great State of Texas. This episode is brought to you by Integrity HR Management, the premier professional employer organization of Texas. Integrity HR Management makes modern-day HR simple for your business. Let the professionals remove your headaches and help you get back to doing things that matter. Howdy, y'all, and welcome to another episode of the Great State of Innovation, the podcast of Texas Innovators. It's me, Cole Carpenter, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Judge Quinn. And today we have Dr. Tanisha Wards, the founder and medical director of Infinity Wellness Center, a holistic health practice in Austin, Texas. Howdy, Dr. Wards. Thank you for coming on to the Great State of Innovation podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you all for having me. Yes, ma'am. Of course. Yeah, we're uh, excited to kind of dive into this, uh, you know, this topic and talk about holistic health and you know, the whole body as a system and the the benefits of, of such a practice. So to start off, like, tell us a little bit about yourself, how you came to be a holistic doctor. I understand that you had a personal experience with the traditional healthcare system that kind of uh, pushed you to, to where you are today. So why did you turn to holistic practices and functional medicine to, to heal your body? Yeah, I think like most people in my field, it, it very much is a personal story, right? Like nobody really wants to go against the grain. <laughs> I mean, some people might, most, most people don't. So for me, it started, um, I was 15 years old at the time and I grew up in Michigan and I literally overnight woke up without, um, the ability to bend my, my joints. My joints were completely stiff and in a lot of pain, excruciating pain. The best way I could describe it is it, it felt like shards of glass were scraping from the inside out of my joints. I also had a lot of brain fog and fatigue and I had a really odd rash on my lower legs and so much so that my mom took a picture of it because it was a bullseye rash. And if anybody knows much about this, they're, they know that I'm leaning towards Lyme disease. This is where we're leading to. But this was 1994. And quarantine wasn't a big word back then, right? But they quarantined me. I went in through the back door of my pediatrician's office. Again, I was 15. And they took one look at me and they're like, we don't know what's wrong. Like, we don't know why she's feeling like this. And, and that became kind of the answer for months going from doctor to doctor, we don't, and, and the pain got worse. They gave me things like steroids, which we now know is the worst thing you could do to a Lyme patient because it flares it up. And long story short, I lost a year of my life at that time and in school and finally found a holistic doctor that, that practices similar to I do today um, through our own research. We had to figure, you know, this is barely the days of AOL dial up. Like my mom went to the library and did her own research and said, you know, I think this is an infectious disease. I think it's Lyme disease. Finally found a holistic doctor who was familiar with it and treated it properly. And I was able to get back on track. Interesting. That's uh, that's very interesting. That's something that resonates with me. I, I grew up in Northern Virginia in Loudoun County, which I understand to be one of the epicenters of Lyme disease, especially with the high population of deer and, and deer yes. ticks. But um, yeah, that's that's a, that's a crazy experience. And I'm sorry you had to go through that, but I guess uh, every... Uh, you know, bad experience kind of has a silver lining. It brought you to where you are today. Absolutely. So, absolutely. And, and Lyme is a really tough one to diagnose. We call it the great mimicker 
because people, you know, it looks like MS, it looks like lupus, it looks like rheumatoid arthritis. So it, it's really, even to this day, there isn't a great test. The tests are still only 85 to 90% accurate. Um, so it's a tough one to diagnose. And back then it was almost unheard of in Michigan. You're right. It was only on the East Coast. But birds and deer, they it's migrated. It's all over the country. It's all over the world now. Right. Yeah. So to kind of break it down for us, like, and what is holistic health? Like, uh, you know, the body is much like the earth, a connected system, you know, trying to maintain homeostasis. So like, what, what is holistic health? Yeah. So holistic health really is the practice of looking at the body as a whole, knowing that the mind and the body are connected. This organ system is connected to this organ system and these cells. And I've said something, and this might be a little controversial. The more specialized the doctor is, the dumber they get. <laughs> they're not, they're not looking at the whole body if they're just looking at your pancreas, right? But the adrenal glands and the thyroid matter and the liver matter with how your pancreas function. So in, in holistic medicine, and, and that term probably isn't used as much as functional medicine has become more of a trendier word in the last five or so years. They're pretty much the same thing. Um, functional medicine doctors are looking at you holistically. And it really, I think right now the focus is, is your body functioning at its most optimal? right? So are your labs in range barely and everything's low and you're having a slew of symptoms that are all disease-like symptoms because, you know, give it three more months and your numbers are going to be completely on the floor? Or is it functioning and these numbers are right in the middle and your body's functioning or at the high normal in a good way and your body body's functioning at its most optimal? That's really the difference between disease state when it's out of the pathological range or functional state when it's in the functional range. And, you know, kind of exactly what you said, homeostasis, life's going to happen. Infections are going to happen. Stress is going to happen. We're not going to sleep for a couple nights because something's happening at work. I think the, the measure of how healthy you are, because it's never going to be perfect all the time, is how quickly you can go into that stress state or you can get that cold or that flu, and then you can return back to homeostasis and normal. And, and we have to look at every organ system in the body as a whole to keep you in that state. Hmm. And a lot of it, Dr. Wards, it seems like, you know, as you're saying, uh, a lot of doctors, they don't take into account the full body once they get more specialized. And yeah. your practice, you go a step further and to what you call total body healing. Will you explain that a little further for us? Yeah. So we definitely do a lot of mind body work, um, looking at all the systems. And a big thing that we've heard a lot of lately is in total body healing, Sometimes your mind has to catch up with your body. A lot of people are identified as the sick person in the family. They've been sick for two decades, and it could be with something like Lyme disease or a big one we're finding here in Central Texas is mold toxicity illness from being in a house with mold. And, you know, to heal the body physically is one thing, but, you know, we do things in our programs with patients like we journal, we do gratitude practices. Like these, these things I think really – we, we need to look at the whole body from a cellular level to a mental, emotional level. And really when your body, you know, your lab tests start looking normal, you have energy again, who are you now? What are you going to do with your life now? And that's, that's the whole mind body connection that I think Western medicine as a whole just misses. We just miss it. it. There's a miss there. We have somebody specifically for, you know, mental, emotional, rarely when you come in with aches and pains and fatigue and insomnia, does your doctor say, well, what's going on in life? You know, what's, what are you going through? 
it's usually like, oh, okay, you're not sleeping. Here's this pharmaceutical that can fix that versus let's, let's look at the core root cause and, and really heal this problem. Mm-hmm. And, and get, like you're saying, like life will happen. Stress is going to happen. Let's, let's focus on better ways to cope with it because you can't, you can't just stop life like how you're saying. And I think like, um, as you've probably seen with a lot of your patients, it's much more effective and sustained long-term. I, I don't imagine once, you know, they get into a great frame of mindset and, and kind of refine their habits to where they're, they're back to that fully functional level that they need your services again. Some people do, some people don't, right? Life happens. We have programs where we might see somebody once a year and just run their labs and make sure, you know, once we've gotten these levels functioning and you're feeling good and you're, you know, really our mission is to help people fulfill their personal missions. You know, you're well enough to do that. Let's keep you there. So we'll do some check-ins, but yeah, not an intensive program once you're there. And we leave people with a lot of tools of staying there. Like what, what habits have you changed? What lifestyle things have you changed to keep you well? Exactly. And then, and I think, which we'll talk a little bit more later on in this podcast, but COVID-19, that's one that we talk about silver linings. That's one that um, people started paying more attention to it and just taking small steps because they know that your mental health, as, as you're talking about Dr. Ward's impacts every, every facet of your body and life. Um, Yes. And a a big part of your brand and um, uh, there in Austin, Dr. Ward's is the infinity way. Can you kind of walk us through that three-step process? Yeah, so so it's a um, process that I trademarked, and there's three three parts to it. And the first is um, discover and reveal. So when someone comes in, we do a really in depth. We spend an hour with them on their health history, and you know most doctors, it's seven to ten minutes, right? So we're going through every decade of life. We're asking things like um, major traumas, significant moves, exposure to ticks, toxins, parasites, mold major dental work, surgeries, you know, what was going on. And and we do that from age zero to 10, 10 to 20, like all the way through. Then we take that information and we pull out all of their current symptoms. Also when they started in those decades of life. And then I have them rate their symptoms, 10 being the worst, we compare the two. And then we decide what labs, what functional medicine labs to run, because we run a lot of different labs and you'll get at your annual checkup. And that's step one is just figuring out what the heck's going on. Step two is really cleansing and healing. So I'm going to super simplify this. If if something you have too much of something, whether it's a toxin, an amino acid, a mineral, a brain chemical, too much of a hormone, we take it away. We detox it. If you don't have enough, whether it's gut lining flora, whether it's vitamins, minerals, nutrients, we add it in hormones, whatever, brain chemistry. So we take away what you have excess and we we bring in what you're deficient in. And then really, if we give the body what it needs and we take away what it doesn't, the body has the ability to heal itself. But that second step can be anywhere from a three to a seven month program. And that's where we've mapped out exactly what's going on with you, what program would make the most sense. You work one-on-one with a practitioner. And then, then the final step is support, a support phase of just how, now that we've balance this. We've killed these microbes. We've detoxed these toxins. How do we keep you well? And so that three-step process is typically a seven to 10 month program. Interesting. And you really, I, I, I love your approach and it is the infinity way. It's how you can get your body back to feeling good for the rest of your life. And um, I imagine people, and you said, so obviously some people do need your services because of life or to come back for your services because life happens, but just being able to take those habits and 
convince and you know kind of training your body to say well this does work because i've done it before it's much easier to get back into that mindset and let your body heal itself um so dr wards we've uh you know we talked about the infinity way and kind of the way you approach holistic and functional medicine but uh in your opinion what do you believe your innovation is in this space Ooh, i really want to change the way that healthcare is looked at and and what's a big mission is what's covered by insurance this this type of medicine isn't valued as much right and and people you mentioned covid-19 in the last 2 years people are waking up to a lot of their western medicine doctors just aren't really meeting their needs doing the digging to figure out the core root cause of their ailments and their symptoms versus covering it up and so if i could just change kind of the the way that the body is looked at as a whole as finding the core root cause and also that valued and, and really kind of change the the paradigm of what we consider healthcare because you know most of it's sick care you know getting people healthy and keeping them healthy that's really the message i want to spread and leave and and that you know we're doing it wrong we're not really healing people with a lot of just pounding them with pharmaceuticals agreed we're just dumbing and numbing the pain Agree. And it's just costing them more money. And um, as you're saying, it's just not as valued. I mean, we see like things like the Mark Cuban cost plus drug company um, yeah. getting lower rates for pharmaceuticals, which should have been done you know, 30 years ago. But um, it's, yeah. it's great to see that there's a lot of innovators and entrepreneurs like yourself, Dr. Wards, that are rapidly working to change that perception, at least here in Texas, you know, throughout this decade. Um, and I think people are ready for it. I think if anything, again, happened through COVID-19, is I think people now realize their immune system matters. Their stress level can matter. You know, what they put in their body can either help or heal them. I think people realize the people who are really unhealthy didn't do well with this virus because their immune systems were tanked already when they went into it. And, and if there's one good thing I'm seeing in my practice is people walking in through the door saying, I haven't had good energy in 15 years and I haven't slept a night, a full night's sleep in five. Let's figure this out because I know that if I got sick right now, I'm not going to survive it very well. I hate that it took that, you know, it took a pandemic to get people to look at that, right? People are stopping drinking soda. People are like, hey, maybe I shouldn't eat fast food because that lowers your immune system, white sugar. So that that is a beautiful thing that's happening is that I think the public is ready for it. And more and more medical doctor friends of mine are like, I just can't do this anymore. Like, I just can't prescribe pills anymore. I need to, I, I want to go into functional medicine. And, and, and they are closing their practices and, and, and innovating themselves by the hundreds, which wow. I'm seeing. And it's really cool. Yeah. And it, as you're saying, as we, we get this shift, we need, it's necessary to, to give more credibility, you know, like, so that you can, you can give those people who may be on the fence and you're saying, well, this, I practice traditional medicine for 20 years so you could trust me because i you know it's it's that kind of integrity and it just it helps bring more eyes to it and and a lot of times the eyes that need it the most um and i we're starting the COVID 19 discussion so let's go ahead and and dive deeper into it dr wards um can you kind of describe what a nightmare like covid um did to the overall state of mental health across the country oh man if people weren't in fight or flight before right? They ha- they were at the end of 2021, right? Where's the tiger? Where's the bear? What's going to happen next? Specifically, I've noticed it in small business owners, for sure. Like they, a lot of them took it right on the chin, right? A lot of them are like, we have to do this. Now we have to do this. Now we have to do that. Um, and parents, 
I've never seen parents and kids and teachers more stressed out. And so I, I really think there's been a collective trauma. Everybody's gone through it, right? We have this trauma bond with the world and everybody's suffering from some level of adrenal fatigue right now. And, and let me explain what that means. So our adrenal glands are, they're two tiny little quarter sized glands that sit on top of our kidneys and they pump out adrenaline and cortisol. That's their job, right? If they see a tiger or a bear, they make all the blood go to our extremities so we can run and, and, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to rest and digest when we're in fight or flight. So things like our digestion and just homeostasis suffers as a whole when we're in fight or flight. We're meant to be in fight or flight for minutes, seconds, right? Get away from the, the, the stressor, the intruder, whatever. I really feel like through COVID people were in fight or flight for two damn years. I really see that. And, and, and some of them would come out of it like, okay, my job is stable. My business is okay. My kids may start school again. And then, you know, a shoe drops again. <laughs> and so everybody went back into fight or flight. So I really in practice right now, I'm cleaning up the mess from that. That's one thing that I'm seeing. And, and the adrenals and thyroid are um, antagonistic of each other. So when you're in fight or flight, the thyroid goes, whoa, 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 slow it down, sister. Like you can't stay in this adrenaline surge. That's why CEOs, you know, have a heart attack and, and die because of stress, right? Where they're in this fight or flight for too long. So a big abundance of patients that are coming in right now are really what's showing up on labs are low thyroid. A lot of thyroid problems. People have gained weight. They're losing their hair all through this whole pandemic. And, and, and Western medicine is pounding them with thyroid hormones which isn't wrong. It's just not right enough. They're not going back down and saying, you, you've been depleted in your adrenals. We need to do some adrenal healing. So that's, that's a big one that I'm seeing. Not even talking about isolation and depression and serotonin levels and, and things like that, that we've seen that, you know, some people are still working from home. Their, their jobs are, have just been pivoted that way. And the introverts are doing great. Us extroverts are, are suffering still, you know, kind of thing. So, and, and honestly, teenagers, I've seen a ton of suicidal teenagers come into the office because of isolation, which, which really mostly that has lifted now. Um, but, but the damage that's been done in some of the brain chemistry imbalancing and the adrenal fatigue, we're still cleaning up the mess of. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah, that trauma will be hidden in our bodies for a while until we, uh, until we address it, for sure. I think we're going to be in history books. I don't think we really know the magnitude of the trauma we went through. I think 20 years from now, it's going to be a movie and stories and history books and people are going to study it. Definitely. It's been, you know, one thing after another. So, and while we're still on this, you know, kind of topic of COVID, like what, I mean, what are you, are you dive into a little bit what you're seeing at your practice since the beginning of the pandemic, but what uh, kind of natural remedies for these post COVID conditions are, are you like recommending or what? What should people keep an eye out for, like, as far as uh, addressing that? Yeah, so I'm seeing everything from, yeah, endocrine problems from the adrenal glands being stressed to, this is a big one, is um, a lot of patients are coming in with post-COVID long-haul syndrome, right? meaning they had COVID and they've not been right since, whatever that looks like. Some of them still can't go up a flight of stairs without getting winded. Some of them are still bedridden with chronic fatigue syndrome type, you know, ailments, some of them are still having digestive problems. Some of them have POTS, which is a, a postural problem with um, bl blood pressure and heart rate. They'll stand up and their heart rate goes up really, really high and they pass out. These are all, there is something called post-viral syndrome that 
this all kind of falls under and we're seeing it like crazy with post COVID. And, and I found a couple similarities. Every single patient that has had post COVID syndrome also had an active Epstein-Barr virus case, which is, um, you know, if you've had mono, it can later express as Epstein-Barr virus and, and fatigue is the biggest symptom. So that's been one big thing that I've uncovered is all of them have had an active Epstein-Barr virus case. All of them has, have also had a multitude of genetic defects, including methylation defects, which is called the MTHFR gene for, for short. And that's the body's ability to, to detox essentially things, including infections and viruses. So I've seen some patterns. Um, I've also seen underlying infections that maybe your body was handling like Lyme disease come out after having COVID. And so there's, there's definitely a, a gap in the system for these patients. They're not testing positive COVID anymore. Their Western medicine doctors really don't know what to do or say they're, they're running the CAT scans. Nothing's wrong with their heart. You know, they're getting chest x-rays. Nothing's wrong with their chest, even though they're winded, but yet they're having all of these symptoms. So we're just putting them through our process through the infinity way program. And they're getting well, a lot of it starts with gut repair. You've probably seen these yogurt commercials and you guys know 80% of our immune systems in our gut lining. So these, these people probably went into having the COVID infection already really, really depleted in, in their gut microbiome, all their good probiotics. So their immune system was already tanking or tanked. A lot of them may have already been in a stressed out space and Epstein-Barr virus was already about to express, throw something like COVID on there. And, and a lot of them just they haven't been able to recover. They've lost jobs. Um, you know, had to step away from jobs. I have a few that have come in and they're still bedridden nine months later after recovering from COVID. Wow. And, and they're just not able to really get any real help. A lot of them are doing their own research. There's a lot of Instagram and TikTok influencers talking about do a low inflammatory diet, do a low histamine diet. And a lot of them are having to heal themselves. We're getting yeah. people from United Kingdom and Australia trying to work with us because there's not a lot of people talking about this out there. And I have, um, personal experience with it, not myself, but a, um, team member, I hired her after she healed from post COVID syndrome. <laughs> and so I've, I've been on her journey and, and, and a lot of people have followed her Instagram and watched the journey and, and have just really on their own done a lot of the same things we've done with her in the clinic because she's documented every step of the way to heal. And, and that's amazing that people can get information and heal that way too. But, but it's a big gap in where do these people churn? For sure. Yeah, I think um, we lost sight of the fact that, you know, food is medicine and what we put into our bodies matters. And you, what you mentioned about the gut-brain connection perfectly transitions to my next question was like, what is the gut-brain connection? And like, how does it affect our mental and physical well-being? Yes. So not only is so much of our immune system in the gut lining, but but most of our brain chemicals are made in our gut lining. So mo more serotonin, more dopamine, more GABA is actually made in the gut lining and it goes to the brain. They're now starting to call the gut. This is fairly new data in the last, I don't know, seven to five, five to seven years. So serotonin, dopamine made in the gut lining goes to the brain. So if your gut lining is compromised, if you're eating a lot of foods that inflame the gut, you're not able to make your brain chemistry, you're going to see things like anxiety, depression, insomnia, OCD. So if a patient comes in with depression and anxiety and, and we want to support that and help get things back in balance, right, we can't treat that, only 
per the you know medical associations antidepressants treat that however we can fix the body and the body can treat itself um we start with gut healing and changing diet and going on low inflammatory foods adding things like aloe vera um slippery elm bark l-glutamine which is an amino acid to the gut lining probiotics prebiotics digestive enzymes and again we have to take away inflammatory foods because if not it's like putting you know fuel on a fire it's going to keep the gut inflamed so we have to lower the inflammatory foods, eat real food, fruits, vegetables, protein. And, and the funniest question I get is, hey, doc, I came in for insomnia. Why are we changing my diet? <laughs> like, I don't have any gut problems. They don't realize they have gut problems until they no longer have GI problems sometimes. That's bowel movements and poop are just not things we're talking enough about, in my opinion. So people sometimes don't realize how bad their gut was until we've put them through a healing protocol. But then they can make their brain chemicals properly and they can move forward and, and have a stable, you know, mood throughout the day, sleep properly, think properly. Brain fog goes away just by healing the gut. For sure. Yeah, I just want to take a moment and express how awesome it is that we're having this conversation <laughs> as someone who's been, you know, personally impacted by functional medicine. You know, I take my ashwagandha and fun functional mushrooms every day. And, um, Adaptogenic, all for your adrenal glands because the stress isn't over yet, right? We're in it. <laughs> fight those free radicals for sure um you know and something else that i'm interested in and i, I don't know i haven't don't know your take on it but the the presence of um or some little background i used to have, you know i've been into the cannabis and then um hemp space did some work here in texas but what what's your take on the value of the endocannabinoid system and and, and these processes and the connection of the whole body to, yeah you know, I'm, I'm a big fan um, yeah I'm a, I'm a big fan you know we have the receptors Right. So that's an interesting just statement right there, right? Our body knows what to do with it versus um, it doesn't know what to do with gabapentin, right? Yeah. Exactly. Because it's, it's or, or any pain medication, any anti-inflammatory kind of thing, right? Our body doesn't know what to do and break that down. It stresses the liver. The side effects are horrible, right? So, you know, when you take a step and look at that, it's just plant medicine, right. Um one thing that has not made the news, which I think it should, is that medical marijuana has been passed in Texas for a small list of things, um, uh, neuropathy, um, uh, certain other pain. I'd have to look at the list again. Um, yeah. PSD, seizures, small. There's a small amount of things, and it's not making the six o'clock news. Right. Um, I found out I have a link that people can go and apply and talk to a doctor. And I've been passing it out to my patients that are on pain meds like crazy. Like, hey, yeah. guys, let's get off this because we've been working on detoxing your liver for two years and your liver enzymes are still high because you're on three different pain meds kind of thing. So, so I'm a big fan. I mean, it's just plant medicine. I think, you know, somewhere along the line, it's been, you know, considered the worst thing ever. And that's just wrong. Yeah. Yeah, for those of you listening, the actually the qualified conditions under the Compassionate Use Act in Texas expanded this last legislative session in September. So if you have you know, cancer, a variety of things, um, there, there's an option for you. I, I know, you know uh, it's Texas Original Compassionate Cultivation. They're just south of Austin. I had the opportunity to tour their facility, and they're doing great work, and they're opening a new facility in Bastrop. But that's a, a great uh source of information if y'all are interested in that um and yep. they have the telehealth and whatnot but yeah i think you know having 
these discussions you know, about something such as the endocannabinoid system and natural system receptors in our body for cannabinoids, a system responsible for homeostasis in the body. Like, I think you know, having those discussions and realizing how you know, connected our bodies are to nature and how we have all the resources necessary to you know, treat, treat ourselves, you know, it's, it's all there as opposed to just taking a pill for it and then taking a pill for the symptoms of that pill and, and this kind of negative um, loop cycle of, of you know, current pharmaceutical industry. I, I think that's an interesting topic and I love that we're kind of diving into it now. I 100% agree. And actually, my office and my house is probably less than seven minutes from them in South Austin here. So yeah. I'm very familiar. And and again, you know, it's just plants and, and our body knows what to do with it. And the side effects are very minimal. And what I do like about it being regulated is people can go in and figure out what, what they're looking to accomplish. Are you trying to lower pain, lower inflammation, you know, versus getting it on the streets where it's a wild, wild west, right? It's not right. being regulated. You don't know what you're getting and how you're going to react and if you're going to have a, a bigger psychotropic reaction to it or not. So I'm pro. I'm pro it being. But again, it's just not being. I would think this would be major news for Texas to turn this corner, and it's not. And right. that's really interesting. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. I think I know I see a future where we can you know get all these benefits from this plant medicine and, and, and leverage it. I think now it's just a political game, unfortunately. Right. I think once people, when we're having you know, people like us having these discussions, it will open up people's eyes to it. Um, Absolutely. And, and while we were talking inflammation, I want to kind of touch on like the importance and like the negative side of inflammation in the body, you know, like chronic inflammation that leads to, you know, stress on your cells, which can eventually turn into cancer or, or something yes. like that. Like, how focused are y'all on treating inflammation? Like how valuable is that to y'all as, as a practice? I think inflammation is the root of all disease. Right. The bigger question is what's causing the inflammation. So it could be a toxin, it could be an infection, it could be an autoimmune disorder. So the body's attacking itself. Um, and you're right, inflammation today, 20 years from now, is going to be the cause of dementia, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, cancer, all of it. So if we don't get our inflammation levels under control now, that's what the future looks like. So we run inflammatory markers on every patient. We run a C-reactive protein, which is going to tell us inflammation around the heart, and then homocysteine. And every patient that walks in the door, that's going to tell us more systemic inflammation in the nervous system because that matters. And, and again, what's causing it? So we do lots of things from glutathione, which is your most important antioxidant in the body. It's the number one. And I like to call, you mentioned free radicals earlier, I like to call glutathione the Pac-Man. It like goes around and eats up the free radicals and gets them out um, as an antioxidant. That's what antioxidants do. So we use a lot of that. We use a lot of CBD oil, which, you know, doesn't have enough THC to register. We can sell that in our practice and use it. Turmeric, Boswellia, these are some herbs that lower inflammation, which is one thing. But again, what's causing it? And and that's where we have to do our digging through our, our Infinity Way process. I found... Um, patients that have worked for General Motors have lead and mercury and other chemicals in their body, and that's caused systemic inflammation, including inflammation in their brain. And this patient in particular was diagnosed with MS, and it was just a, a heavy metal that passed the blood-brain barrier that the body was attacking the metal in the, in the chemical, and it ended up attacking its own brain, causing a whole you know inflammation mess, which we now know from COVID again is, is called a cytokine storm. It's just the body's doing what it's supposed to do. It's going and trying to attack what's not supposed to be there. And so 
that just gets, you know, you get stuck into this feedback loop of inflammation and you can't calm it down. That's the problem. So, so yes, we could give all the anti-inflammatory herbs, including, you know, cannabis, but if we don't fix what's causing the inflammation, we're, we're just, we're, we're only getting this far, right? We're not really healing. We're just, we're not, we're not doing, we're not doing much different than just giving a pharmaceutical. We're just using a plant. So again, finding and fixing the problem is, is our focus. And I think that brings um, on another, you know, interesting conversation, you know, the role of the, our environment on, on our bodies, like what we're with the things in our homes, like volatile organic compounds coming from you know, furniture or the, the building materials that we currently use. I think that's a, you know, an interesting you know, topic and something that people don't really think about or talk about is like in the chemicals that we use to clean our homes and a variety of things. Like there's just so many things that we're exposed to that we don't really you know, think about. And what, what does that like how like for you, like what has that experience or that knowledge kind of how's that changed your daily life? Yeah, all of that matters. We essentially as humans have created a world that we can't survive in. That's what right. that looks like. And I, and I remind patients that anything you put on your skin, it's in your bloodstream in seven seconds. So through our process, we, we do a home detox. We talk about what cleaning, you know, chemicals you're using that you're breathing in, um, all the way down to makeup that sometimes has synthetic hormones in it. If it's anti-aging or plumping or anti-wrinkle, if it's not organic, it's going to have hormones in it. And that will throw off your system all the way down to food dyes and preservatives and chemicals that our body doesn't recognize and can't break down. And so it just congests the liver, which can cause a whole slew of other issues. That's definitely part of our program is education on, you know, what can your body tolerate, what can't. And we all have buckets, right? Like you have a toxic bucket and you can handle some toxins. And this is where a really a big part of our practice comes into play that I'm really passionate about is genetics. We yeah. run everybody's genetics as a new patient, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about pharmaceuticals and a genetics too in a second, but we can find out day one, is this person a poor detoxer or not, back to that methylation gene, and if so, they can, you know, if they're a poor detoxer, they really have to live a clean life. Like, we really have to be conscious of what's going in their body, what they're breathing in, what they're putting on their body, versus someone who may not have these detox pathway issues or SNPs, they're called single nucleopolymorphisms, which is a defect in the gene, they can handle a bit more toxins, if you will, right? So that that's definitely one thing. And then what you were mentioning was new um, furniture and paint and things like that. That's called off-gassing. I can't yeah. tell you how many patients have told me they've moved into a house, a brand new build or a post-remodel, and they got sick. They got headaches. They got joint pain. You know, all these toxins they just couldn't get rid of. So that's a real thing, an environmental toxin, toxicity. Mold is another one here in Central Texas that I think is becoming an epidemic. Mold growing in the house causes inflammation and, and congests the liver. You can't detox, which could be okay for some people. And some people genetically, it's not. So looking at the genetics really lets me take a step back and say, okay, what are we dealing with? What can this person tolerate? How strict do we have to be? Can they have red dye 40 twice a month and be fine or not? You know, because our body doesn't have the receptors to break down and utilize these things. You know, it just goes through the liver and causes stress. So that's that's one way we use genetics. Another way that we use genetics in our in our um, practice, and I think everybody should have this test done, is a pharmacogenetic test. And what that is is you, and it's not expensive. It used to be thousands. It's hundreds. 
you do a teak swab, you get your genetics, you get put into um, a system and, and you can basically then start typing in a pharmaceutical into the system and it will pull up your genetics against this pharmaceutical. Are you going to have the side effects? Is it going to work? How many people have taken a pain med and they're like, that didn't work on me? Or they went under anesthesia and it didn't work. They had to do two, three times as much as they should have for their weight. Or is it going to work too much and I'm not going to come out of that? Or is this, you know, I'm going to take this one pain pill and, and my body, you know, processes it so quickly that it's going to put me down and then it's going to be out of my system quick. So other countries that have national health care require patients to have this pharma, pharma um, Australia being one of them, pharma, I think it was Australia or Austria, don't quote me on that. They require them to have this test done because the the government doesn't want to spend money on medications. It's not going to work, right? right. And, and we're just not even talking about this. And it's a test that's a couple hundred dollars and it's a cheek swab. You don't have to get your blood drawn. Interesting. Very interesting. That's, well, I think you just opened a can of worms there for a lot of people. Um, Mind blown. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that this is available. That, yeah. Yeah. And kind of transitioning to another topic and just came to my mind and I'm not sure what your take is on it, but you know, there's a lot of discussions of EMF radiation and like that's those impacts on our, our bodies. What, what's your take on that? What research have you seen? What is that something y'all I'm tackle? very, very conscious of electromagnetic frequency. So we live in a 5g world now, right? Like electromagnetic frequencies there. Um, patients that are really, really ill, um, I'll have them turn their Wi-Fi off at night because, and, uh, and that's what you're talking about, right? Electromagnetic frequency. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's a company here in town called EMF Nights, like K-N-I-G-H-T-S, that I have hired every single time I've moved offices. I've built this last office. Well, we re remodeled a fa old farm home on Slaughter Lane, actually. Had them come out and measure the electromagnetic frequency. And there's things you can do. You can plug into your wall. There's other things you can do to diffuse that. Because what we know to be true, specifically with Lyme disease and other underlying bugs, is this frequency level, kind of like a dog can, scent, can, can hear frequencies that we can't. Yeah. We know that these infections can feel frequencies that we can't, and, and it activates them. It keeps them a little more active, so they're multiplying more. They're, they're stressing your body more. And so a lot of my patients that have had these underlying infections, parasites, Lyme disease, and they can't sleep at night or they feel worse at night or in the morning, I have them turn off their Wi-Fi. I just haven't put a timer on it, right? Like we can't live without Wi-Fi. Come on. Most people are working right. from home. I get that. But turning it off at night, they sleep it, because the bugs aren't active. And a lot of these bugs are also nocturnal already. So we're very conscious of the electromagnetic frequency in my home. Some people, they don't notice it. It could be causing other problems, inflammation, cancer, who knows, underlying, but other people, literally they get a headache, you know, yep. if they're in a high frequency area. So, so yep, we're very conscious of that in our office and, and not everybody understands or believes it. So that is a conversation with certain people. Like if they're sick enough, people will try anything. I found that not that I've been throwing things at them, but they'll, they're open enough to say, Hey, why the heck not turn off my router at night? You know? Um, and other people are like, that sounds like the craziest thing I've ever heard. So yeah, there's there's a there's a scale out there of what people understand about that. But it is a frequency. It's a frequency that our body feels. I have protectors on the back of my cell phone to try to diffuse it. You can wear things on your body that diffuse it. There's a lot of different things you can do. 
for sure. Yeah. And my understanding, you know, it comes from any, you know, electric device, whether it's your wall outlet, your, your phone. And I, I saw a study a while back where they, you know, were growing plants and comparing co- growth of plants um, in a, you know, a controlled room compared to plants growing in a, a room with a Wi-Fi router. And those plants mm. don't fully grow or have some you know, issues with their growth when they're close to the Wi-Fi router. So that's, I, I think that's a, a very interesting thing. And, um, that we should talk about just because we can't see it or it's more of an abstract thing doesn't mean it has an impact on our bodies so i would love to see that study i'll have to look it up that's i believe it you know that's the same study as the plants with the water that the frequency was um classical music and nice words versus like death metal and negative words right the plants thrived in the i forget the name of that study it's super famous um, but they were fed this water that had a different frequency pour they, they kind of imprinted into it and, and it and the plant the plant with the negative died didn't make it yeah i mean and, I, and it goes along with you know everyone with the good vibes and everyone talks about vibrations and stuff i mean vibes are, are real vibrations are all around us and we radiate them we take them in so yeah it's an interesting thing very kind of abstract philosophical but i think it's something worth taking into consideration when we uh, are looking at the the big picture and, and everything we are exposed to here. Absolutely. Mindset matters, right? Like it just does in the healing process, all of it, when you're ill, all of it. Yep. It's some cool stuff and kind of trippy at the same time, but it's worth exploring and diving into because you know, that's our world. It's a trippy world. The fact that we're even here having this discussion and all the world's uh, you know physics and everything, it's stuff that's kind of beyond our cognition and we're slowly starting to understand it. So absolutely yeah. that's awesome thank you so much for, for that insight that's something kind of you know, i always think about but uh yeah judge do you have anything else to add and no dr words i was just say it's just been such a refreshing conversation um cole and i were talking a lot of a lot of the people we interview on here we do do a lot of industries but it's we haven't gotten to do a conversation like this yet and um, it's just it's refreshing and i think it's it's necessary um you know like you said uh you know hopefully COVID is, is, is on its way out, but, uh, I mean, stuff like this and like other epidemics, they will certainly be here, uh, as we continue to progress as a society. So, um, I'm just yeah. thankful that we have innovators like yourself that are, you know, the old way isn't, isn't working. So let's try a new approach and you're seeing a lot of success with it. And, um, you know, a lot of people out there who deal with illnesses and pain every day that we have no idea about, um, this is just such a critical kind of service and area of medicine for them. So just kudos to you and your work. And, um, you know, just thanks again for coming on the pod and, and chatting with us. Hey, thank you guys. And it's been a fun, interesting, I had no idea we were going to go to some of those places, but I loved it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. um, is there anything, how how can people keep up with you or get in contact or you know, feel, feel free to plug anything and everything here? Yeah. So our handles are Infinity Wellness Atex. So Austin, Texas, Infinity Wellness ATX. Um, my personal handle is Dr. Tanisha, D-R-T-E-N-E-S-H-A. And our website is Austin Holistic Doctor. So austinholisticdr.com. And we're in South Austin. But again, because of COVID, we've gone virtual and telehealth. So we see people all over the world, really, and, and can help them. And I'm doing a lot more telemedicine than we ever have, which is amazing. So any yeah. of those places you can find us. Awesome. Yeah, we'll be sure to link all that in the description. Dr. Wards, it's been a pleasure. And thank you so much for your insight and the work that you're doing. We uh, greatly appreciate your time and energy and coming on the Great State of Innovation podcast. 
hey, thank you guys for having me and spreading the good word. Download the Texas Innovators app on the App Store and Google Play. Like and follow the TXI Facebook page linked in the description to keep up with innovation happening in the great state of Texas. As always, thank you for listening. And remember, innovation never sleeps.